I'm pretty sure on every single news outlet at the moment and every single social media site, you have seen something related to either inflation or the mortgage interest rate rises. And in the last week, we've seen significant changes there. Today, I'm taking care of business. I'm joined by the big guy, the CEO, Lewis Alsop, our head of data or director of data and digital transformation, yes. Lynette Sacchetto. The longest Hello. job role ever created. <laughs> And we've got Andrea Stern, one of our mortgage advisors here at Allsop and Allsop Mortgage Services. So to guys. To give us a good insight. You're the expert here today, by the way. Yeah, so Lynette's need the data. No, no pressure. pressure. You need to teach us. Me and Carl are just two brothers <laughs> on a podcast and we bring experts in to uh, talk through the, the uh, mortgage rates. So um, obviously there's been a, a massive uh, bit of news around the world about the, the central banks raising their interest rates. Um, obviously you are the expert in mortgages. Tell us a little bit about what's happening and what has happened? Yeah, so a lot's happening. I mean, in my role, I see the front end um, and, and product changes here in the market in the UAE. Um, if we talk in a more general sense, uh, I, I think um, what we're seeing from the states and from the major economies in, in the West is uh, a move to dampen down inflation. Okay. Um, and they have really one weapon for, for this to, to change. Um, rates and, uh, and to rise rates to uh, to, to put it what, down. What's the purpose rates. for that? For anybody that's that, that's not really into mortgages, obviously, I know personally because my mortgage repayments are going to go through the roof, which we'll discuss later. Is that the purpose? Obviously, with the interest rates going up, you're the you're the expert in mortgage. You've been doing a long time. What what is the reason that they would do this? The uh, I mean, the main driver is to cool in inflation. Right. Um, there's. Uh, a big problem probably in the world at the moment with uh, a supply issue yeah um, and uh, and frankly costs are rising too fast for people um, so that the governments are obviously weaponizing that to uh, well inflation in the, in, in the US as a, as a as an average is what just just shy of nine percent just below nine percent as a whole and obviously yeah, exactly. in some areas it's it's far greater 30 40 percent mm -hmm. and obviously there is a debate which we talked about in previous podcasts about whether interest rate rises will impact that but what, what was the difference last week? It was quite significant. It was the largest rate rise since when? Was it 2004, I believe? 1994. 1994. When Ghostbusters was out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just about remember it. But um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a significant rise. Um, I think perhaps what's making people a bit nervous is, is the pace of change now. Yeah. Um, as we've emerged from COVID, um, the, uh, as I say, the, the governments are using their main weapon, um, which is to, to change rates fast. And the narrative is that uh, these rate rises are likely to continue, certainly for July, September's uh, Fed rate reviews. So we'll talk to you a little bit in a moment about how that actually impacts you, because when you actually see the news, it's quite scary, you know, interest rates are going up, how will this impact the marketplace? They're trying to dampen inflation, Inflation, which I've talked about in previous podcasts, very normal, if it's around one and a half, two percent that's normal year on year, but we are way above where it needs to be at the moment. But we'll come back to the actual monthly spends in a moment. What Lynette and I were talking about just off camera a moment ago was actually probably links quite nicely in what we're talking about. Inflation. Lynette, tell us a little bit about 
luxury spending, so people spending on luxury items, the, the increase you've seen or the data you've, you've seen over the last couple of years? Yeah, so just to kind of throw everything into the mix, just to understand what's happening with inflation, um, Bank of America, now obviously this is very U US-centric, and I think a lot of the problems or a lot of the uh, actions that we're seeing right now are very US-centric that are affecting countries like ours. Um, but Bank of America did a survey um, this year, and luxury spending is up by 14% year-to-date as of May. Wow. And then if you look at U.S. luxury spending as a whole, it was 47% higher in 2021 than pre-COVID 2019. So this is when we were coming out of COVID. It's crazy. People are not going out. What are they doing with, no, it, with their Louis Vuitton bags? Where is this money coming from? And then jewelry spending was 40% higher. Wow. So it's... Uh, and then if, if you look at the reasoning why they are um, increasing interest rate, the idea is to curb demand. You know, if you make it more expensive, people are not going to be buying. Um, however, I personally believe it's a supply chain issue. It's yeah. not a demand issue. If you look at the two highest, so if we break down just here in Dubai, so the, the Dubai consumer inflation rose to 4.6% in April, um, which was the highest since May 2015. Um, so the main driver was uh, transportation costs, obviously fuel yeah. at 28% year on year. Wow. So fuel went up 13% in June and it's been up 56% since the beginning of the year. Um, and then that was followed by food prices, which was up 8.6% year on year. Now, really, are we going to stop buying fuel or stop buying food? No. no. So it's not so much of a demand issue. It is a supply issue. But the, the crazy knock-on <laughs> effect with... with um with let's say fuel, and people go, oh, you know what, it's just my car. No, your flights go up. Everyone that wants to fly now is probably paying 25% more than they were paying. Anybody that has a boat, a car, anything at all, you are being affected. So there is a knock-on for excess money that's left in your bank. But to businesses, them. let's say all sort of high maintenance, the guys driving to a job now costs us more money just to, to, just to get them to the job. Yeah. So it's impacting everyone. Yeah, everyone from that side of things. I think a lot of people during the, the height of COVID lockdown saved a lot of money as well. Mm. And I don't know if we'll come on to it, but the, the banks did the same. The banks weren't lending to businesses at, at the height of COVID. So there's still quite um, uh, a, a positive um, scope for the bank to lend. Um, yeah. Mm. Interesting times. Obviously, um, we've seen that the, uh, that 0.75 rate, rate rise happen in the UAE also, as we're pinned to the dollar here, but slightly further far back to our home country, um, the UK. I've seen some news yesterday, which is absolutely mind-blowing. They are in talks to remove the stress test they have in place. So in the UK, they've got um, a stress test where they have to monitor someone's affordability based on potential rate rises which was in play, put in place in 2014. They're talking about getting rid of that. Mm. What, what, what are the reasons behind that? Is? That is the wildest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. So just so I understand this for anybody else that's trying to recap the message you just sent me, the banks in the EU are saying that we will not look at how much money is coming in versus going out. Or, but what they're, what they're, or actually, they're easing. No, the, the, what they're saying is, is they will now disregard any potential rate rises. So before that you would have to factor in a potential 3% rate rise yeah. that might happen into affordability. They're saying, don't matter anymore. So every person who's getting a mortgage, 
they're saying, good luck, get a mortgage, but we know you can't afford in three years if interest rates go up. The only way you're getting around that is obviously a fixed mortgage. They're capping it at four and a half times yearly earnings. And then they're now saying, we are not factoring any potential rate rises. That's the only thing we're looking at. So the way I look at it is they're actually trying to make it less friction for people to get a mortgage, but and particularly with the rate rises, but it's a bit concerning where this might end up leading. What do you think of that? It contradicts what they're doing in the States completely. So I I struggle to understand exactly. Now, this is the Bank of England, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing, old Bozza. I don't know. He's, he's, he's just having a go, any old Boris. He's just seeing. He's trying to win votes, isn't he? <laughs> for the next election. But if you bring it home to Dubai and look at the effects, so I was looking recently at the developers. So there's developers in Dubai at the moment, they're doing two things to counterattack the measure because we'll go on to the cost of someone buying a house, but effectively it costs a lot more money to buy a house month to monthly repayments, which we'll discuss if you've got a mortgage, how that will affect mm-hmm. you. But what developers are doing now is two things. They're bringing back um, longer, in, longer payment plans. So now doing the five, six, seven year payment plans again. And more interestingly, they're giving discounts to properties. Got, developers have got ready properties. They're giving three to 5% discounts of the value. So developers are quick, they are on the mark with it. Actually buying off plan at the moment has probably been, never been more attractive mm-hmm. than ever because of you know the interest rate rises, you're paying potentially the whole property over a longer period. So Definitely. What about day to day then? So when we talked about these rate rises and it sounds really scary and it is gonna impact us all, but last week we've seen a 0.75% uh, rate rise here in the UAE, a 025 in the UK. We are probably likely to see more rate rises in July and September. That's the narrative we're hearing. What does that mean to us? We we have mortgages. What does that mean per million? Million dirhams. It's as simple as that. What, what difference will it make? Financially? Yeah, I mean, f- first of all, as I suggested earlier, it, I think it's the pace of change which is unnerving people. One thing I, I wanted to highlight was that actually interest rates aren't high. Um, if we look back historically, they are below the the average um, that they've been. What in this what country what is years. what is a high? When was the last high point higher than this? For my reference. So at the moment, what we call three-month eyeball, which is yeah. the interbank lending rate, is about one point nine. Okay. Um, if we talk um, historically in the century, uh, it's been about two point three. Oh, wow. The highest in recent years was about two point nine. Okay. Um, so we are still below historic averages. Um, it's, so it's, people are using the low the low interest rates before as an excuse to really moan that it's high, when reality is. If you look at historically, people were paying that anyway. Is that what we're saying? Exactly. Yeah, and and I think while it unnerves people, those people that are on a fixed mortgage and, yeah. and perhaps will be for the next couple of years need, needn't worry um, because we're, we're likely to see short-term rises. Um, beyond that is is anyone's guess, but it may be in 2023 that things start to settle again. That's what a lot of people are saying, obviously, when things like cars, I mean, there's a perfect example, I said this in the last podcast, I went into the watch dealer and the watch dealer told me that watch prices have gone down 20% in the last four months. And I said, why have they gone down? Because Rolex, Audemars, PGA, these companies have not been able to obviously make the watches in lockdown. They absolutely exploded. And then they, the guy said to me, he said, you should sell your watch. I said, I'm not selling my watch. Like, get off me, leave me alone. <laughs> but literally, I went in last week and he's like, yeah, they've dropped because obviously there's more supply coming back in. So I think that 
that pretty much concludes the argument where I think cars, watches, whatever it may be, if they come into the country, then... How long will this take, though, to catch up? I know, obviously, it can differ to different segments, but and obviously, what's happening in Russia has an impact also, but is this more than a two-year thing, do we think, in terms of the supply? So for supply, obviously, the Russian-Ukraine conflict is going to definitely continue to impact um, on fuel and food. And as long as that's going, we're still going to have that issue. Um, there's been many different governments who have been trying to combat the fuel issue to compensate for what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, and no one can come to an agreement on it, um, which is why fuel prices are through the roof. I don't know if you guys seen in the U.S. how much fuel is in New York. Just shy five dollars or five, around five dollars. No, it's nine dollars. Really? Yes. Wow. For a liter? Yes. No, no, gallon. A gallon. A gallon. Okay, yeah. Fine. Wow, that is wild, isn't That's it? That's crazy. So what do you think it costs to fill your car? Then it must be like two hundred dollars or something for a normal car. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. To be honest with you, even in Dubai, my car to fill it up has gone up like 40% to fill it up. If I was Elon Musk, I'd be rubbing my hands. Oh my, yeah. Imagine well, well, petrol in nice soft hands. <laughs> Put your hands together, baby. It's <laughs> rubbing my hands. Go, just qu coming back to the, the, the actual price per mortgage. So if you just did go through some just absolute real basic figures. Per million dirhams. How much was it two months ago? What is it going to cost someone now? Yeah, so if we take, um, let's say, a 1% rise, um, per one million of loan, of yeah. mortgage loan, um, then you might be talking in terms of your EMI, your monthlies about five fifty, an extra six hundred okay. per month. If you're on a variable rate mortgage, again, if you're on a fixed rate mortgage, these things won't affect you now. Yeah. Um, but in the, uh, in the last two months, we've had we've seen rate rise at one. <clears throat> excuse me, a one and a quarter percent. Is that right? Half percent plus point seven five. Last couple of months, so realistically, someone's mortgage would have gone up around. Seven to eight hundred dirhams, roughly, per Just million. Speaking, per, per million. Per million, million yeah. dirhams. That's right. I mean, how much of an impact that will have on people will vary based on circumstances. Uh, I think, with everything else rising, though, um, with petrol on the rise, food on the rise, these these things, everybody's looking at the rises at the moment and, and panicking slightly. I think when it comes to mortgages specifically. It just highlights even more uh, the importance of shopping around for your mortgage to make sure you're getting the better deals. And who do they call if, there's, if they need a mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> Not Take the Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, what, what does a, a, the difference between a fixed and a variable look like at the moment? Because some people may gamble with what's happening and opt for a variable and, you know, obviously. So just for anyone watching this, not clued up mortgages, what is a fixed and variable in simple terms? So a fixed rate deal basically is where payments don't change for a fixed period of time, um, normally up to five years here in the UAE. Uh, a variable rate mortgage is literally up and down, so the amount you pay will vary depending on what uh, interest rates are doing. And that's on the EBOR, yeah? That's based on, on EBOR, yeah, with, with the vast majority of And what's the advantage and disadvantage between the two? Because obviously with a variable, the attraction is typically a lower rate, right? Whereas you're paying a bit more for fixed yeah. but you have security exactly I think most of my clients prefer the security uh, of a fixed rate deal but uh, many of the banks have begun to pull them so there's less of them available if we talk about something like a five-year fix um, the best one on the table at the moment is coming in at 3.75 percent which uh, remains a really good deal I think very very good yeah very good and no caveats with pulling that with the interest rate rises because potentially a bank could be underwater, underwater yeah, on, on, on the product 
things are changing so fast when it comes to products here that we could be having this conversation next week and the 3.75 is no longer there. Yeah. So um, what, what I'm saying to people is that, look, if you've made a decision that you want to buy a house in the next 60 days, get your pre-approval application made now so that you can lock in a rate effectively. How's that compared to a lenders? You, you say about uh, fixed rates being pulled, which I completely understand, by the way, because of the, you know, the volatility in, in the interest rates, but how does that compare to other rates in the market, just as an average? You know, is it, is it, what is the average for a fixed rate at the moment? Around 5%, I'd okay. say. And then what about a variable? What will people be paying for a variable? So variable, um, obviously, is made up of two component parts. That the, the variable element is the eyeball we talked about, and then the bank's profit margin. Um, profit margins actually for the banks are lower than they've ever been. But one point seven, I think one point one point seven would be about an average. Yeah. Some as low as one point five. So at the moment, if you're on a variable, you're getting one point eight, one point nine percent for the eyeball, plus the one point seven percent. So effectively, it's cheaper at the moment to be on a variable. Benefits. Exactly. So the, the benefit of a, a variable now is that you'll pay less now, but you'll have less safety going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And we took, we've touched on the previous podcast. We Fed rate reviews are in July, September, and I think there's another one before the end of the year after that. I believe September is the last one. September is the last one. Yeah. So they're now after this one, they're saying that the next one in July is going to be another 75 base point hike. Then they kind of want to see how things are going to go and then decide in September what the next hike is going to be. It's interesting because it's not related, but it's kind of related. The stock market off the back of the the rate review. Stock market's bounced. Yes. Marginally. Um, still down for the year. But is that a confidence thing in terms of the, the markets thinking that the Fed have actually got an idea of really kind of how to close the gap on inflation? Honestly, I mean, I'm not a chief economist yeah. by any means, but I think that they are just reacting to how they've always reacted. So the Fed does one thing, the stock markets do another, and it's always been the same cyclical kind of actions. I agree. It's like it's a bit like if crypto go down, goes down, the stock market goes up. If real estate goes down, the stock market goes. It's investor confidence, isn't it? Yeah. If they think that the money's not secure there, they see where assets can place. You look at gold. Gold flies through the roof if other other market if the pro, if the stock market collapses, gold always goes up, always because it's a safe haven for people, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just it's just a reaction to what's going on. You're dealing with someone today, Andreas. What would your advice be in terms of mortgage? What sort of things they need to keep an eye out for? You know, is there anything any charges or anything that people need to keep, keep their eye out for? Do you do you look towards a, a fixed rate? What's what, what's your view on things? There are all kinds of things that I'll point out to people that they won't hear from the banks directly. Um, so again, I think speaking to a, a broker, somebody that's independent that can work with all of the banks really works well. Um, so that the costs we tend to compare will be the value of something like a fixed rate, but we'll also look more transparently at the, uh, the mortgage product as a whole. So we'll look at the costs of insurance, the upfront costs of, of processing fees and things with the banks. So those are the things that can get missed um, but uh, when we talk about interest rates, again, I don't think people should panic. While the pace of change is very, very sudden, um, interest rates generally are low. So this is, still, this is the trade off. Time to get a mortgage, yeah. in my This opinion. is the trade off I would have if I was a buyer. And I'm looking at buying a house. Is can I make more than four percent cap appreciation on the buying a house in Dubai at the moment? 
Yes. I think Dubai's gone up something crazy like 10% in four months or something great, whatever the numbers are. So in four months, you can make the difference of the interest rate gain. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to go through. It's that fear of missing out, isn't it? If you don't get on the ladder, do you swallow the interest rate or do you stubbornly go, interest rates are going up, I'm not going to buy, which means that I don't want the cat appreciation. So I think Dubai is in such an interesting, to be honest with you, not just Dubai, the real estate world, London is, New York, they've all gone up. I just don't see the interest rates stalling property prices. I think home. here, no way. I think there's too much good goodwill, good sentiment for Dubai. Um, yeah, it may have an impact marginally on some people that are on the fence about buying, but you know that's that's with anything. I'm hearing different in the US though, Lynette. I'm hearing that it's impacting the US more than different parts of the world. Yes, it has significantly actually. Yeah. So two months, three months ago, so typically the US market has four to five months stock available on the market, all of US. Two months ago, it's less than a month. Today, wow. we're back to that four to five months. So um, demand has decreased significantly. Supply now is there. Um, prices have kind of stabilized, if in some areas have gone depressed. Uh, so yes, it has affected the U.S. significantly, if pretty much your, across the board. If you had your crystal ball, I know you're not a predictor. Because she is a predictor. No, <laughs> so today, she likes today's not opinion, but if you had your uh, crystal ball, how do you think this might impact here, if at all? I think we sit very uniquely here in Dubai. Um, and I think with all of the initiatives, um, September, a few months from now, we're going to start to have a new visa schema. You have a lot of high net worth individuals coming in. There's a lot of cash. Uh, I mean, last month we saw Russians are, as our number two clients. I mean, I don't really think it's going to affect us significantly, actually at all. So prices have increased by values uh, 17% in six months. Oh, there you go yeah. then. So, um, I do think that we will start to see more activity on the off-plan sector because right now we're at like a 40-60 split just because of the incentives that they're coming out with, which is very smart on their end, yeah, is I'm actually interested in, in some of the projects. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really think it's going to affect us, honestly. And if you look at rents and how much rents have gone up, it's double than what you would pay for your mortgage for like for like. The, the last thing that I will leave my two pence worth or two not Darren what's the two fills worth is, there two <laughs> fills? Yeah. is I think um, this is going to be the interesting part of what's the, the, the piece of the puzzle at the moment is whether or not businesses push their losses onto consumers mm. this is what I, I've read about before because there's a lot of business at the moment where inflation is taking place not just on, on petrol because petrol is one thing you can see that affects us and maintenance and our agents doing viewings and then uh, anything, even Deliveroo getting petrol. So let's just use Deliveroo as an example. They're now operating at less profit because the, every driver uses petrol. But I can pretty much guarantee you their delivery fee is going to increase. They will pass that on for sure. They're going to pass that on. And I think this is what I've read in um, a report recently. A lot of businesses are going to pass on the inflation as a fee to the consumer in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we're going to end up going. Mm -hmm which makes it more expensive again for the normal person. Yeah. One last thing for me, using a mortgage broker, this isn't a sales pitch, you don't is. buy the first car you look at, typically you don't buy the first house, you don't buy the first dress or suit you see a lot of the time. So don't just speak to your own bank, even though you've got a relationship, speak to as many people as possible because in today's mortgage market, there are lots of 
weird and wonderful little things that happen with regards to where areas where you can save money, add a bit more security. So speak to this guy here, uh, Andreas will get his details on the bottom of the video at the end and he could save you a lot of money and also take a hell of a lot of stress away from the very stressful home buying purchase. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.